you are listening to the art of the matter hosted by arvind vijay mohan ladies and gentlemen welcome to art simplified the show where we take you on a wild adventure through the indian art world art simplified is presented by india's leading art intelligence firm artery india brought to you in partnership with the country's numero uno radio channel red fm in each episode we introduce you to some of the indian art world's most interesting personalities raise your knowledge bar on all that you need to know from this universe and answer any questions that you might possibly have today we'll be talking about art auctions and finally putting to rest that nagging question is all art sold at these fancy schmancy auctions more expensive than the queen's crown jewels or is it perhaps just perhaps possible to get a good deal in one of those glittering glamorous sales we also respond to one of our listeners questions someone who might have discovered a treasure in believe it or not his spare bedroom and as always there's the archery conversations where we listen in on what the folks at work are discussing so without any further ado let's get this show rolling i'd like to welcome a very special guest i'm speaking to lavesh jagesia uh, someone who i regard as, as perhaps one of the most interesting personalities in the indian art fraternity lavesh over the over the past 25 years has donned several hats in various capacities and in each capacity he has contributed immensely to the ecosystem i uh, i'm going to discuss something very interesting with lavesh uh, but first uh, i'd like to say hi lavesh how are you doing Hi Arvind thanks for having me on your show and uh, thanks for your kind words Lavesh it's a pleasure and I and I mean uh, every word I say Lavesh what I want to discuss with you perhaps applies to the latest hat that you've done that of uh, uh, the founder of an auction house you you run a very successful auction house uh, that is headquartered uh, out of Dubai it's called Artiana and it's now in its 5th year is blazing through the circuit has had a very successful 2020 so congratulations on that you know a lot of people who stand on the periphery of uh, of of collecting uh, often wonder and often wonder out loud as to whether buying art is more expensive at auction and if they're better off buying from the primary and the secondary markets directly uh, what do you have to say uh, to that is is buying art in fact more expensive at auction or uh, not so you know uh, i get asked that uh, question uh, quite a lot and in fact sometimes uh, people already have formed that uh, opinion that uh, you know buying art at auction is more expensive than probably getting uh, you know price uh, in a secondary market which they feel sometimes will be a good price that they would have got on a transaction hmm. uh, you know there are a couple of things that we need to uh, you know understand and look at when you are buying something in a private sale you're trying to uh, be someone who understands that this is the price that would have been paid for this particular artwork you know overall and that's i'm being the right price sure when you buy at auction you mm-hmm. don't have to do that the auction platform does that for you so that means when you buy something you are paying a price what the market is willing to pay for it yes right. sure you got into a bidding exercise and you paid whatever is the fair market value of that Hmm. at times it does happen that there are a few stubborn bidders who we love okay when they start bidding <laughs> against other and prices go up so that happens but let's be clear that it doesn't happen too often okay? it is maybe for certain trophy works which are very rare to get 
Hmm. Or sometimes if somebody really likes something and they want to put it up in their home and they are, you know, kind of decisive that this is what we want to do. So you see right. that happening once in a way, not all the time. So if you are a discerning buyer who's decided what that I'm going to, you know, look at artworks and these are what I'm looking at, you know your threshold, you've already got the estimation. One of the things that we, you know, take pride in building our catalogs and putting out there is we do our estimation as to our best ability of what we feel is the market value of that artwork. We right. do not try and put the guide out there with something to kind of just attract people by giving them prices which are, you know, random and maybe not coherent or correct with the marketplace. So our catalogs, you can pretty much rely on as being the guide price of what we see the market price of those works to be. Of course, we also, you know, uh, when uh, the auction happens, uh, keep revising those as the markets go along because that's what's supposed to happen. But I would say typically they would be accurate. So if somebody would rely on that and understand that, okay, these are the prices that one should, you know, be paying for it and look at, they are pretty much, uh, you know, in, in the safe zone. Right. Uh, having said that, there were, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, historical, I would say transactional costs that we have also removed, which made buying at auctions somewhat prohibitive. One of them was the buyer's premium which would be charged over and above the bid price to the buyer. Right. Uh, this was one of the components that actually, uh, you know, put the buyers off because they felt that, you know, we've already bid up our value at auction. We've paid whatever the artwork should be. And now we are paying a price over and above that, which is a buyer's premium, which is being charged to us by the auction houses. Right. Uh, this is something that was always a pain point, even with me personally, when I was a collector and I would be buying at auction because, you know, after you would be a successful bidder, you would get the invoice and, you know, you would find that, okay, you have so many additional charges that are, you know, added on that it really kind of like, you know, hurt. And we so, addressed that by coming out with our disruptive policy of no bias premium. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been the cornerstone of one of our policies and we, you know, stuck to that for the last five years and we intend to stay with it. Uh, this also uh, brings down the impact cost or the transaction cost of, uh, you know, whatever purchases are made at auctions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it allows more buyers to participate uh, in the auction, uh, you know, place without actually feeling that they are, like you said, overpaying uh, mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. It allows... Uh, participants who would be acquiring these assets to see that they want to see some incremental value in them. You know, uh, it helps because uh, the transaction cost is low, so they can enter and exit with low impact costs, which would not be attractive for them had they paid those additional costs. So, you know, because of all these things, I think definitely buying at auction is not expensive now, at least especially with us, we're removing the buyer's premium. And overall, because I said that you're only paying what the market is willing to pay for it. And besides which, that good property will always find its way more often than not into an auction catalog. So you know that you are buying something what was put in that auction catalog for a particular reason. So essentially what it means is that you're buying good quality property as well. Sure. So the validation that an auction presents to any asset that is being traded is is almost pre-qualified. You know that you're buying something that at some level is safe in in qualitative measure. You know that you're paying what would be an acceptable benchmark unless and until you've gotten into one of these unlikely scenarios of a bidding war. And to that, Lavesh, I think the point that you made was very important that 
for anyone who is looking at coming and bidding to have a certain degree of discipline in terms of establishing what their walkaway threshold will be. That if it, if it breaches this number, then no matter how much I love it, I'm going to walk away from it because the price is not justifiable. I think that's the other thing that one must always uh, retain as, yes, uh, as if a that's the prerogative, then uh, definitely you can be disciplined and uh, there's no harm I mean in in uh, doing that until unless like I said it also depends on the absolute number and what you really want I mean you know sometimes if you, your heart is really set on something and if the absolute number does not kind of move the needle then it doesn't matter sure no I hear you and and the point that you made of your estimates now the estimates uh, that um, that uh, you know, for, for those listening in who are not familiar with what the estimate refers to, it is every single work of art that is offered in an auction catalog comes with a defined price range of what the auction house believes to be the justifiable price for that particular picture, uh, which would be a low to high benchmark. And uh, if it is to go above that benchmark, then the auction house is, is happy. If it comes below the, the lower bench, then you've got a very good deal. Uh, would that be correct, Levish? Essentially, yes. Uh, that's how it should be read. And uh, typically, uh, that is that is how a client should look at it as well. That if you're getting something within the price band, then you've done well. And, uh, you know, if it's uh, touched the upper estimate, which means also... Uh, in another light that there is that much demand for the property that people no. are willing to pay that price. So like we touched upon earlier, ultimately it's a transparent price finding mechanism. So, you know, when it's out there in the market, you know what the market is willing to pay for it. So if it's willing to pay that for it today, uh, you've kind of like uh, more often than not paid market price for it. Sure. And this particular price range, this estimate, you know, the high and low that you refer to, this is coming by by a degree of uh, of your understanding of what you believe the asset would trade at, correct? That as well as historical sales, plus looking at uh, the overall body of the artists, which subjects are popular, what periods are popular, what they would fetch at in you know in various aspects, various scenarios, whether it be secondary sale, previous auction records, or you know like for like if we sold something similar to that, so that would be like a. Uh, you know, multiple uh, uh, way of kind of like, you know, arriving at that. And all those things put together, we would arrive at something which we would perceive would be the fair market value for that uh, particular lot of food auction. Right. Understood. So, uh, Lavesh, you know, as you mentioned, uh, the, the disruptive value of, uh, of you know, taking out the buyer's premium, which, which I do believe is an absolute game changer within the auction domain. We have something similar that, that we hold as, as potentially being disruptive at Artery India, which is uh, a pre-auction guide, you know, uh, which is, which is a, which is a independent uh, catalog that we release alongside any auction uh, catalog that is published, which, uh, which publishes pre-auction estimates for, uh, for what we believe to be the justifiable prices. You know, in some cases they do mirror what the auction house has already put out basis their scholarship. But because we have access to the widest range of auction uh, results over the past 30 some years, uh, we are able to to uh, give what what we regard as the absolute justifiable benchmarks for these uh, works. So a, a buyer can also refer to third party sources outside of the auction house's uh, estimate range channels such as ours, for instance, at Artery India, where uh, where they can have a degree of confidence in terms of what the justifiable price point on a particular uh, picture that they may be interested in bidding on is so i mean the you know the the takeaway that i that i that i see uh, levesh is that if you are looking at buying quality work and you're uh, not willing to take too many chances 
buying at auction uh, is is perhaps a very reliable channel uh, and it's not it's not necessarily uh, playing into the stereotype of it being the expensive grounds absolutely right uh, because uh, like uh, we discussed uh, you know you have uh, complete transparency in pricing you have a database uh, you know for your artwork that it was sold in public domain what price you paid you're assured of the authenticity of the artwork there are just too many uh, you know pros to uh, you know look at uh, the auction platform to buy because you don't have to uh, justify the provenance the history everything is taken care of by the auction house cataloging that is done for you and then like you mentioned the service that artry is offering it's uh, amazing because during our days if you know early days when we would have to actually buy at auction we would have to sit down and go through you know records and you know have uh, you know a good memory to know that what was sold when and what kind of price it is and plus have our ears to the ground to know that what would be the new value that it would have reached right if you're doing that for clients that's an amazing uh, service that you're providing to them and i think that uh, you know it is something which uh, you know collectors should subscribe to and kind of like take advantage of because as you mentioned that individual auction houses may have their own parameters to uh, you know come out with the estimate range the lower and higher range that they come out with it could be based on various criteria one is that they are able to sell an artist very well so they have a different Correct. price point for it or not i mean you know if they are not able to sell it well they don't have a price point for it so it should not be one or the other that kind of like you know works against uh, you know someone who's looking at the range uh, then also sometimes that sourcing good property becomes a challenge so sometimes they are forced to put in works at a higher price sometimes it yes. works that way yes. and uh, at the same time there are estate sales where you know the estates are willing to go uh, you know to at the absolute rock bottom because they need to clear the property Absolutely. so uh, so like yours i would say would definitely be a good guide to go hand in hand along with the uh, you know catalog of uh, the auction that uh, the clients are willing to look at i think it's a great uh, uh, added uh, you know uh, service which has got no conflict of interest because you have no reason to kind of like you know be partial to any particular uh, you know work or lot or you know artist i think it's great Thank you for saying that, Lavish. Uh, you're absolutely right. It comes from an objective corner. You know, our our history as uh, as having you know, supported collectors make independent buying decisions, which is based on uh, scholarship and review of of various benchmarks. You know, at that current uh, point, you know, the Archie India database has every single auction uh, sales data point uh, tracing back to 1987. covering 900 you know 35 odd artists so we know exactly oh. how the markets are fair and uh, if there are if there are opportunities that are available um, and conversely if there are works that are being sort of presented at at the higher end of the spectrum which are not entirely justifiable we just put them out in clear context for a collector to be able to take a call but ultimately what matters and i think this is this is something which uh, which is which is of value to all those who are uh, connected to the art world we want collectors to be able to make sensible decisions i think every auction house uh, owner you know uh, you for instance would want uh, a collector to be uh, pleased with a with an acquisition for them to have happiness in you know in their in their minds when they uh, take something home from any of the sales and that comes only when there is a fairness of price i think uh, i think we are all working towards the same cause and purpose here and uh, as long as as long as they're not buying expensive at auction i think you know collectors uh, would be a happy lot and that's what we all want question of the week
On this week's question, we have something very interesting to share with you all. Uh, Rajesh from Bombay has uh, sent us an email telling us about uh, a tube that was discovered in, in an old cupboard that belonged to his grandfather that has been lying in his spare bedroom for the past 10 years. And when they were preparing to move homes uh, a few months back, uh, they started cleaning out the contents and they found this tube which they opened and they discovered it housed a painting, which when they unrolled, happened to be signed uh, MF Hussain and featured three galloping horses. Now, Rajesh has also written that uh, his grandfather was a friend of Hussain Saab. They grew up together in Indore and the relationship goes way back. Rajesh, uh, to begin with, congratulations. This is a happy discovery. This is something that a lot of us would, uh, would, would be very, very happy to encounter and experience in our lifetimes to, to discover something like this lying uh, tucked away in, in, uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a room someplace at home. You ask us how you should proceed next. Now, you know, here's a very important question. If you have taken a picture of this particular painting when it was unrolled, great. We'll treat that as a starting point. If you haven't, then please do not open it till it is in the hands of a professional, experienced uh, conservator, someone who knows what he or she is doing. A picture, if already taken, would allow us to take a stance in terms of the prima facie condition of this particular painting. If you'd like, we would be very happy to help. You can send us an image of this particular work uh, at Artery India's uh, formal contact ID, that is contact at Artery India. Even if you don't have an image, we'd be very happy to recommend professionals who could help you in, in your city. You know, um, that would be a good starting point. You also ask us about what the potential value of this particular painting would be. Let's uh, cross one bridge at a time here, uh, Rajesh. Let us establish the condition of the work. Let us establish without any question its, its authenticity, following which we can certainly address the value of the work. If it is, in fact, as what we believe it to be a genuine work, it's bound to carry tremendous value. So congratulations. Uh, I don't mean to jump the gun here, but, but, I, but I wish you well. And I look forward to seeing this picture. And thank you for sharing this with us. You know, years to more happy adventures in the Indian art world for you. Thank you, Rajesh. Artery Conversations I think that was a very informative conversation between Lavesh and Arvind. What do you think? Absolutely. A fantastic conversation between the two. And I often think about these terms that are frequently used at auctions. For example, you know, let's say, what is hammer price exactly? So hammer price is the winning bid, uh, you know, for the artwork being auctioned. So it is the price at which the artwork is sold. So that's hammer price. Okay. And why is it called hammer price out of all things? Good question. So uh, you see the auctioneer hold a hammer in his hand, right? And the only time the hammer touches the table in front of him is when the lot is sold uh, to signify, okay, work sold, lot is closed. So hammer price is basically the price upon which the auctioneer's hammer falls. So that's why it's called hammer price. But hammer price doesn't include buyer's premium. That's separate. And what exactly does that mean? So buyer's premium is the amount paid above the hammer price. So it is the premium charged in addition to the hammer price. So usually it's a percentage uh, that a buyer is charged above the hammer price 
and so that percentage differs auction house to auction house some charge 10% 25% 30% some auction houses don't even charge buyers premium buyers premium includes hammer price plus the percentage above the hammer price so the final amount that the buyer pays for the artwork uh, that is including these two components right i think that clarifies a lot of things for me now if there's anything that you wanted to know about indian art but have been too afraid to or haven't known whom to ask look no further be right here at your beck and call send us an email on contact@artityindia.com and we'll get our friendly elves to start working on a suitable response to your question right away till you hear from us next years wishing you all a very happy rt time and as always when you think art think artery